Hi, you're having tea with Alice, and this is TeaCast number eight. I recorded this last week with my regular co-host, Sean, uh, but I'm editing again this week, which means any sound quality issues you can lay at my door. The interesting thing about this week's podcast is that I recorded it last week, and the rant suddenly became much more topical in the most unpleasant way. Um, And it made me think maybe I should pull this or not put it up because it is me talking fairly flippantly, uh, throwing out shapes on an idea that is a difficult one and very, very hard to find a solution to. And I'm being quite lighthearted and satirical and hard-edged. And then uh, what happened in the refugee camps this week in Australia made my hard edges seem maybe a little harder. That said... There's nowhere else in the world where you could have this kind of conversation and broadcast it. Not in radio, not in television. Someone would tap you on the shoulder and tell you to tone it down. So I am going to put it up. And do let me know what you think. Contact me on Twitter, A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E, or email me at alicerfraser at gmail.com. I'm happy to talk about it. So please enjoy the podcast and thank you so very much for listening. You're having tea with Alice. You can almost just read out the lyrics to like really famous love songs and just point like it just really blatantly like prove that how gross the Most love of them is. Are. Like love is super gross. It's so gross. But I think yeah, love is love gross. Love is awful. Love's the worst. That's the worst. Just you know, it makes you do... I mean, I've done a lot of stupid things for love, but... And I don't think I've necessarily regretted them, but it just is, like, so painful. <laughs> it is. It's, um... Like, even when it's good, it's a kind of a painful good. What? So you think... You're just like, I love you so thing. much, and what that what you're saying is, like, I just need to be around you, otherwise I'm in, like, sad pain. My life is no no longer any good without you. And it's not that it wasn't good before you, but yeah. now it's not going to be as good unless you're there. Yeah, like, before I needed food and water and shelter. Now yeah, I, now need I have an food, additional water. need. Yeah, I'm <laughs> racking up needs here. Like, this is terrible. This is bad. Yeah, it's, it's it was okay. hard enough to sort me food, water and shelter out. Now I have to please another human being to a point. Like but getting addicted to cigarettes or whatever. Yeah, there's don't no overplease them. There's no for yeah. There's no... <laughs> there's devices that could help you get It's just cold them. turkey and then, yeah. like, a lot of crying. But they never do cold turkey, though. That's what annoys me. No one does cold turkey. You mean love cold turkey? As in... No, but getting over someone in love. It, uh... you, no one cold turkeys it. Everyone wants a patch. You know what I mean? Everyone wants to chew some gum. They want an inhaler. When they try What's to the break an addiction, here? like breaking a cigarette addiction and breaking no, a, no, but a I mean, what do you? Addiction. What's the patch? What's the patch in this situation? Well, they always like they ring them, they text them, they want a little bit, they want to hang out with them, you know, they want to see them, they but want I mean, to stalk the their thing. Facebook page. Chemically, mentally, you know I mean? psychologically, physically, it is an addiction. Like the yeah. same things that happen when you go off heroin happen when you get dumped. I guess gambling too. Like that's a psychological addiction. It's an addiction, it's but an addiction. there's no substance that you're breathing in. No. It's an experience. But you are, I mean, even with the substances that you're breathing in, you think about that, uh, they're not 
substances that are just going into you. They're substances that are triggering chemical reactions. Yeah. So essentially, in this, if the substances that you're quote-unquote addicted to are the same as experiences you're addicted to. They're just triggers for your brain to produce certain chemicals. Yeah. So the drug itself is the experience, and yeah. then your brain or your body reacts, and that's the addiction. Ah, okay. So, like, all addictions are psychological then, I guess? Uh... Well, chemical, at least. Chemical, uh, rather, psychological addictions are as addictive as anything else. Yes. Because... E.g. love. Gambling. The behaviour, whether it's sticking a needle full of X substance in your veins or whether it's making out with Stephen or whoever, Kevin, I'm just <laughs> oh, thinking of men's names. Steve, Kevin. But you know what I mean? Just having somebody there breathing on the back of your neck. That's an addiction. <laughs> And there's no patch for that. No, there isn't. Other than the like but impulsive I, driving past their house at three a.m. Yeah, morning, that's your patch. I, never I think done. that's a patch. I think that's a patch. Like I think that's like walking by their house to see if they'll open the window at the precise moment that you'll walk by, and then you'll get a glimpse. You'd be like, "Oh, I was just walking by. We may as well chat and." Why don't we have sex and live happily ever after together now, please? Please like, now. Yes. Please now. <laughs> so glad forever. I walked uh, past your house at that precise moment. Um, oh, and, like they stalk your Facebook page and all that. And I like the best advice I've ever given, uh, I've ever received, relationshipy wise, is you've got to cold turkey that stuff. Like block and delete that person for at least a while. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be forever. I mean, yeah, and everyone gets upset because they're like, oh, I spent five years with that person. I spent nine months with that person. I, they were my fallacy. best friend. They were best, my best friend. And that means that all that time that I spent with that person will mean nothing if I never talk to that person ever again. Which is not true. It's not true at all. That is a sunk cost fallacy. Yeah. As well, people who stay in relationships for longer than they should. Yeah. Because like, well, I spent so much time. That's put so much effort yeah. in. It was an investment. An, in, an investment in what? <laughs> Them sitting next to you in a nursing home? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Lamenting their existence. I'm, I'm thinking about this, uh, you know, just what is the point at which you should get out of a relationship? Should you get out on the high? <laughs> like, this is a relationship going really well. We love one another very much. <laughs> we Let's get out while the getting's good. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that like if you're if you're if you yeah if people say because like that's the argument someone uses when they they can't go cold turkey yeah you should block and delete i think most people would agree that especially if you're out of a relationship yeah you seem to agree yeah totally like that person treated you like shit um you need to get away from them you need to get over them and to get yeah, over that's them because your you brain need to stay is away not from them. you know yeah, hijacking but, you with chemicals exactly and so when your brain is being hijacked by chemicals they're like no i just need to see them a little bit oh it's just I'll, your body chemistry I'll, changes when you sleep with yeah, someone totally. if you sleep with someone for the first time mm. and then you're with them for like a couple of years Five years afterwards, mm. your body recognizes them. If you stop seeing them and then you see them five years after you've broken up, mm. your body recognizes their body. That's you react nuts. in chemical ways. So, yeah, so you need to, like, so, yeah, everyone out of a relationship agrees that you should block and delete cold turkey. That's the only way to quit that stuff. You can't patch that stuff. You can't text them every now and then. You can't, you've got to not communicate with them at all. But, yeah, like, if you, and, and the reason people, like, the, the emotionally, invested person that wants that patch that doesn't want to cold turkey it because they're yeah. going through the breakup at the moment. The, the the reason they give themselves is, oh, I was with that person for three years and I, inve- like, I, I don't want to lose that investment. If I stop talking to that person, then that three years will mean nothing. Yeah, but and I would have got you know what you are? You are 
the junkie that doesn't know they look like a junkie and still thinks they can talk their way around things. Yeah. If you're the the, the lost lover who's just like, oh, why don't we just catch up for a coffee? Mm. You've got freaking dreadlocks and those gaunt yeah. cheeks meth and face. like you've got meth you've face. got meth face and you don't realize that you've and got you don't meth realize face. you've got meth face and you're still trying to talk your way around the police. Yeah. And like either they're in the same situation, in which case you have this desperately sad thing where you're both like, yeah, sure, we can be friends. (laughs) Or you've got the situation where the other person's looking at you with pity in their eyes and going, sweetheart, get in the paddy wagon. Yeah. Like... Yeah, yeah. Um, See, that's the thing. Like, if you look at it as an investment, like, then technically you should get out on a high, shouldn't you? That's what an... Like, that's probably... Maybe I could use this. Next time I'm, I'm walking, like, a friend off the ledge of you know, a relationship oblivion where they just like want to uh, desperately call them. You could probably say, look, yeah, you're thinking of this as an investment and yeah. technically an investment. You should get out when it's high. Yeah. You, you At this point, you're getting out when it's low. Yeah. Cut your losses. You've Cut lost your, your losses. initial investment. Your capital is, is decimated. Yeah. Get out now and think of some more uh, long term safer really investments. It's really sad about like <laughs> relationships that end that were, were really good and then people kind of cling on to them and then there's like two or three years after it stopped being good and mm. then you've kind of ruined the memory. Yeah. Because then it's just a really sad memory. Yeah, this bitter, oh, that bitch ruined yeah, my yeah, life yeah. kind of thing. But like you were with that bitch that ruined your life for a reason, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think. So you hung on too long. What so you, you should get do out. Is just like wait for the moment they propose. <laughs> <laughs> When the, all the endorphins come, and you know that everything like, that your oh. relationship is as perfect as it could possibly so, ever be. It's never going to get better than this. Yes, yes, yes. Actually, no. And they're like, "What about the birth of our first child?" Okay, let's wait until then. The yeah, moment yeah. our first child is born, yeah. this is done. Yeah, we are over. Oh, I know. Yeah. That, like, I, I, I realize that this is an insane line of argument, um, yeah, yeah. but there is something to it. There's something there, right? It's like a, it's child logic. It makes sense. But it shouldn't. It, well, you know when kids say something. But maybe, like, maybe it's like so crazy that it's that it <laughs> so would work. <laughs> so crazy, it just might work. Mm. <laughs> why'd you why'd you break up with Henry? Um, no, you wh- can't say that. My, my brother's name's Henry. <laughs> okay. And we never use Henry as a hypothetical. <laughs> right. Neither Henry nor Michael. My dad's Michael. My brother's Henry. Never using any <laughs> hypothetical situation. All right. Let's say yeah. Duncan. Okay, Duncan. All right, he's my boss. Um, he's my okay. mate. Yeah, uh-huh. right. Duncan. Um, yeah, why did you break out with Duncan? Oh, he just, you know what? We we had a really romantic day and it was beautiful. We watched the sunset over this uh, amazing view and you know, I had the best orgasm of my life and and so. Just thought it was it peak was romance had been <laughs> achieved. Time. You're like, yeah, I, I looked him in the eyes yeah. and I said, victory, yeah. game over. <laughs> <laughs> We've won this I've thing. never felt a connection like I uh, felt like that day ever before. So I left. <laughs> we won this thing. Yeah, we're, we're, done. Won. we're done. Out. High we're five out. and leave. Slap one another Ooh. on the ass and get out. That is, that's, that's logic right there. <laughs> uh, do you want me to talk about my rant? Yeah, what's your refugees? rant? Refugees. I like it. Well. I don't like refugees. <laughs> like, that's a terrible thing that they need to find refuge. Yes. But you don't <laughs> dislike refugees on a personal level. As oh. People. I'm sure there's. I'm, I'm sure there's a refugee that's a total arsehole that I would I'm sure not get along with. Sure, there's everyone that's a total. Arsehole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, most of them that I don't know, I'm on okay principle. with. On principle, they're fine. You don't think it's wrong to seek asylum? Oh, not at all. This is an interesting thing. Um, I want to propose a hypothetical mm, solution to the 
maybe to the boat people crisis specifically or maybe to the refugee crisis more generally. And crisis I use in the loosest possible terms. I don't mm. think the crisis causes the refugees. I don't think the refugees necessarily are the crisis, mm. except in cases where, you like, the countries around Syria are being flooded with millions and millions of people. Um, what if, in Australia, if you are being processed as a refugee, as an asylum seeker, mm. um, and your papers are not in order, or they think you might be an economic migrant, or you've come by boat, and mm. um, you're one of these kind of difficult-to-process people. Mm. What would you do? Or what is wrong with the idea of the Australian government saying you can be processed at the normal speed, which could take 10 years, or you can work in indentured servitude as a second-class citizen for five years, after which we'll give you a grant of... $50,000 and let you loose in the community with full citizenship. What's wrong with that? Morally? Morally. Everything. Why? <laughs> because indentured servitude is slavery. That's, that was one of the main ways you would get a slave, but, is that you would make a bet with someone yeah, or make yeah, a transaction not, with their father. Yeah, but it's not indefinite indentured servitude. It's for a fixed term. It's not uh, something that you have to do. It's an option provided. You can choose to be processed at normal speed or... Choosing to be a slave. Choosing to buy your Australian citizenship with a particular form of labour. Because if you think about it, and I know that the analogy is not correct, but convicts originally sent to Australia Mm. were sent to uh, Australia. It was a death sentence that was transmuted into a seven-year hard labour service in Australia, and then you were given your freedom and a grant of land. Mm. And then you could choose to go back to England or you could choose to stay in Australia as a citizen, as a member of the society. Now, obviously, that's operating on the assumption that you're a criminal. But how is this proposed solution worse than the current system where people are treated like second-class citizens by virtue of being new immigrants. Have you... You are imprisoned. That's a thing that's very similar to the... uh... Are you imprisoned or are you just... uh... You're not allowed to leave a a compound. No, you are allowed to leave. If you leave, you just get put back into the refugee processing pool. Is that correct? I didn't know this. No. Oh, in your hypothetical. In my hypothetical. Oh, I was like, no, I'm pretty sure that you're not allowed to get out of the detention center. This is 50% Swiftian. Like, it's 50% satirical, just highlighting how badly we actually treat refugees. Yeah. But it's 50%, like, what actually is wrong with that as a solution, that you could buy your citizenship? Because it would weed out what conservatives are afraid of, which is these economic migrants, whatever they are. Yeah. Because no one's going to do that. I don't want to be poor anymore. Or want, and if, even if you aren't a real refugee, even if you are a fake refugee, if you're willing to work for five years mm. doing something, some crappy job that no one else wants to do in order to become an Australian, then you've freaking earned it. Why, why I not? I think maybe, maybe... I really like the idea of quests. I like the idea that people can earn things. Yeah. Like I, that. I think maybe, like, just to play devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, I mean, like, it's, it sounds like a horrific idea. And, and it, it's yeah. slightly outrageous, and that's my favourite kind of idea. Yeah. What actually is wrong with it? Okay, well, Other I than think, the potential for abuse. Yeah. There's potential for abuse in everything, and arguably we already are abusing it. Are they going to work for government, or are they going to work 
for private enterprise. Are, are you going to contract these these workers out to private enterprise? I'd say government infrastructure. Yeah. I'd say have them building roads and railways and things that everybody needs. Well, I feel that like I was born here, and therefore I don't have to have five years of of mandatory labour. And I think just because they weren't born here, which is a but they is, don't have not. to. If they don't want to, they can continue to be processed as normal people. If they are sure of their of of their um, case that mm. they can prove refugee status and you know obviously you'd have to prevent the kind of abuses that would lead to mm. deliberately slowing down the process to incentivize people to, to exactly. I mean, you'd have to it would there'd have to be so much oversight in it you know mm. but just in the absence of the fear of corruption because mm. you can't can't live the world. You can't, the corruption yeah. will or won't happen depending on what checks and balances you put in place. Yeah. Putting aside the risk of abuse and corruption, mm. what's wrong with it per se? Well, I think the, the, the quest, think... if you will, yeah. to uh, leave you know, Afghanistan, Syria, um, all these uh, war-torn places, head all the way to uh, Indonesia and then somehow wrangle enough money to purchase a ridiculously overpriced ticket on a shitty boat mm. and then travel the months it takes for it to get on a crappy boat from Indonesia to here and then avoid all the <laughs> the protection and the and then get put in a detention centre. I think yeah, but arguably that's, that's a quest enough. Yeah, but it's the wrong quest. That's as much effort as you would want, but it's not being given to it. You've killed the wrong dragon. If you made that an option, then they go straight to the refugee camp that's closest. They mm. don't do that trek. They don't risk their lives. Mm. You give them that option. Uh, and then the dragon that they kill is the dragon that benefits you. It's yeah. the dragon that's... That's eating your sheep. Eating your sheep or mm. refusing to irrigate no, your No, wait, that dragon protected us from yeah. the other dragons. Now you, you wanted, wanted you to kill the one that's eating our livestock. And I do understand mm. that the idea of people signing away human rights yeah, is kind of insane. But at the same time, if you look at the reality of the situation, these people are being treated as second-class citizens. Mm. They are being treated as subhuman. They are having rights suspended. So, <laughs> I think, yeah, that's, that's the argument there. They, we're already treating them horrible. Is picking a different horrible way to treat them Better. That is I think the solution. Better. The solution should be a not horrible solution, like alternative, instead of just an alternative horrible solution. Yeah, and that's <laughs> partly why it is sort of, <laughs> like, as I said, swifty. And I'm just drawing, partly what I'm doing is when people go, "Oh, that's horrible," you mm. go, "How is that? Le- how is that worse than what's yeah, actually happening?" Comparing, you know, horrible to horrible, you'll still. You but know, one the will be less. what's the? I mean, it is arguably a viable solution. What's the other viable solution? Not treating people horribly doesn't seem to be a viable solution mm. because it doesn't look like a lot of people are doing it right. It do- and, and, and certainly politically it's not a viable solution mm. in terms of if you're a government that wants to get voted back in, you need to be seen to be, in Australia, you need to be seen to be hard on asylum seekers for whatever frickin' reason that is. Mm. Old uh, people Put it down to like, Alan Jones and those kind of yeah. fear mongers. But... Yeah. Would you think, for example, that the angry old man in the country pub would see that 
kind of you know three years service, four years service, whatever it is. A battler actually as earning a, to be Australian. Yeah, do you think you could you could market that? I guess like it's the same with the diggers, like uh, fighting uh, for our country. We we don't. And back in war times, um, <clears throat> people used to work in factories and stuff for almost no pay, and it was all done with this propaganda of, you know, for your country, to protect against the horrible people. And, and we had that kind of sense of, of civil... Duty. duty. Civic. Civic, civic, civic duty. duty, not civil. <laughs> uh, civic duty, but... Um, well, people wore hats and stuff. I think so we don't have that duty. anymore. So may- maybe you could kind of argue that... You, you I don't know, like, there's a, a massive disclaimer on, probably I should put this on the front of this, that, like, I, I like this as a, as a thought experiment. Mm. And I, this is the kind of idea that I like. As with the marriage thing last week, I mm. like the... Or however many Wait. weeks ago it was. Um, I like ideas that make you go... Okay, the current system is broken. Mm. The solution that I'm proposing is obviously comical and ridiculous. But, but if it makes if, sense, if it does, you know, if if you acknowledge that the current system is broken, which is what I'm drawing attention to with this ridiculous hypothesis yeah. of two year contracts or whatever, yeah. and that's not the solution. What's your solution? What's the better solution? Because the current system isn't working. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if this ridiculous option seems more viable, even for a moment... Please pick holes in it. Then, please tell me what's wrong with it and tell me how, what the alternative is. Mm. I want people to engage with... And I, I mean, that sounds really entitled and douchey. I want, I want someone to tell me a better solution than that. And not just, let's be nice. <laughs> because clearly, you know, realpolitik in this case is that you have to be seen to be hard on asylum seekers. Yeah. And that does seem hard on them. Yeah, it's brutal. But also, potentially, okay. But then are you saying, all right, so, but, (laughs) okay, here's a hole that Alan Alan Jones and all his mates will definitely jump on, Mm. is that even though these are shitty jobs, You don't jump on a hole, you jump in a hole. Yeah, you jump in a hole. Um, Even though these are shitty jobs, paving roads and, and whatnot, they're jobs that could go to Australians that were born here. That's why I say infrastructure. Entirely new building projects that will spur the Australian economy because you need architects and planners and then you need the manufacturing sector to build these mm. things, uh, to provide the raw materials. And then these, this is where you to have the raw. people building it. The mm. people who are building it are people who don't exist in Australia as current. I just find, I find like, I think they would see that as why don't give Australians these jobs. The obvious reason is these jobs are rubbish, no one wants them, and to we get anyone to do them, them. to get anyone to do a rubbish if job, you've got to pay them a lot. Full fees, yeah. yeah. You've got to pay you're... someone 40 bucks an hour to, to, to work in a mine, yeah. because it's shitty working in a mine. Yeah. So not more, more than 40 bucks so an hour. So build you know building, I mean? yeah. you know, building a freaking 300 kilometer an hour train between Melbourne and Sydney, mm laying the rails for that mm. and you pay, pay these the... people a stipend or whatever you give them yeah. food and, and accommodation and, mm. and then at maybe the end English of that lessons too, maybe. English lessons, whatever Ooh, citizenship yeah. classes, yeah. whatever bullshit yeah, thing whatever that bullshit. pleases the patriots so they learn how, how many uh, how many runs Donald Bradman got how to vote because at the end of this yeah. then they become Australians yeah 
they have to play, you know, compulsory cricket one hour a week. Whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. how is it worse than the system we have at the moment? Oh, you got me. And like, You'd have to convince people that these are jobs that Australians don't want. Yeah. And, like, and if for a moment one of these jobs seems okay. But I don't think it... You, you do have to convince people that uh, it's jobs that Australians don't want. I think you have to convince people that it will create jobs for Australians mm. that don't exist and would never exist were it not for these people. Mm. Like, the car manufacturing industry is gone. There are a lot of people with great skills that are not just have nothing and no hope and no option other than to move to another country and join the car manufacturing sectors there so or completely retrain Mm. so i think that's that's what would piss a lot of people off um yeah when when thousands of jobs get taken away in one industry and then you create all these shitty jobs elsewhere but like not in the shitty jobs that that need to be supported by other jobs that are that, that are you know yeah Higher skill level. I don't know. It's just a thought. It's just my little rant. Indentured slavitude for um. Yeah, indentured for, servitude. Optional. For asylum seekers. Entirely optional. Entirely optional. I like it. I like it. Let's do it. All right. All right. Cool. I like it. I've got some refugees to call. People always privilege inaction over action. Yeah. So you'll let. Well, see, that's the you won't thought. push someone to a train tracks, but you won't pull them off the train tracks. It's considered morally less culpable to not pull someone off the train tracks than it is to push someone onto the train tracks. And it's the same with the refugee thing. We are happy to let these people be treated incredibly badly, but we wouldn't institute a system where they were indentured servants. That would be inhumane. Like, there is a hypocrisy there, which is the target. I mean, always, I guess, my rant is a target. The the target is hypocrisy of some kind. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Do you think think that... um, But these people... Like, people in the third world, they are generally willing to work. Because yeah. that that's just they've had to, well, and that's many the of them will have been escaping from situations mm. where they are. Yeah. So the thing is, would that would this create too much of a flood of people where they're like, you know what, I could head to Australia. It three, is certainly four be years. difficult to argue about its inhumanity if there was a flood. Three, yeah, three, four years. <laughs> oh of, no, it's inhumane. There's thousands of people lining up yeah. every day to do this. Yeah, exactly. It, well, that that would be a good way to, to um, back it up. This this is so popular. Yeah. But well, also, then you'd make it slightly more stringent or whatever it is. Yeah, like um, they'd almost get to a point where there'd probably be a waiting list, and yeah. then but now but there already is a waiting. No, list. but there's a waiting list for indentured services. So like yeah, yeah, five yeah. years, five years, then I get a visa, right? Yeah. And then like so, so uh, or whatever it is. Just yeah. Um, you so make five, the decision. Five years, I get a visa, then I go on the dole for five years and earn it back. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I have a five-year vacation on on Centrelink and. And yeah. it totally evens out. Um, that well, could you know that that would be the scaremongering tactic of Alan Jones. I would hire. I would hire a guy that's just in five years of manual labour. Yeah, uncomplaining. And you know, yeah. maybe to so you'd be pleasing the right wing by making it really hard, yeah. and you can definitely please the left wing by putting in educational components, training mm. them into jobs. Yeah. Um, whether it's that they keep working on the railroad in like some higher capacity, or whether they go into a different industry, mm. you know, as you said, English lessons cricket lessons whatever. one or two people die on it too like if, if a guy dies labour even if he has a stroke that's completely unrelated to the labour 
that he's performing at the time, then that's a publicity nightmare for any politician that implemented this. They were like, you've put someone into indentured servitude. Uh, in, I'm not servitude. Servitude. Indentured servitude. And they Yours died. Yours are probably more accurate, your way of putting it. Slavitude. Slavitude. I like, I like that word. Unfortunately, cool. well, yeah, indentured servitude like is often used words. as a form of slavery. But, yeah. but see, um, like, that's the thing. And then someone died doing it and never got their chance to be an Australian citizen but died in your yeah. manual labour intensive program. That's I'm not saying when I say manual labour intensive like hard work, yeah. I'm not saying we whip them. No. I'm just saying, you know, they do this work that is difficult days. work. Yeah. No, not even. Like eight hour a day maybe. Yeah. And then the the right that they don't the rights that they don't have are the rights that full Australian citizens Quitting. have. For yeah, going on the dole or whatever. No, you can definitely yeah. quit but you just uh, you don't you don't have the same mm. freedoms. But our detention centres would fill up with people waiting to get on this um, manual labour. Our detention centres are already filling up. Yeah, but I, I just say like if you had a. So you think it's that appealing I that think, people I think, would I think would we're, leave you're underestimating. Yeah, I think we're underestimating the, the, the trials and tribulations of go, of living in. I think you figure out the point time. at which it's really difficult yeah. and unappealing. And then provide it as an option. Because I think that would say something about the discomfort and unpleasantness of being kept in these cages awaiting processing. Mm. The current system is both cruel and inefficient. It costs $30 a day to process someone in the community. It costs $300 a day to keep them in Nauru. Like, there's no really good reason that they shouldn't be instead of just draining money from Australian taxpayers, that they shouldn't be allowed to earn something. They don't, you know, these are, nobody, nobody wants to be doing nothing in a camp made out of bullshit chicken wire and tarpaulin. Mm. Like, that's nobody's idea of a good time. I guarantee if you gave people the option to work with some kind of return, they would do it. Why not have people working for Australia that want to help? They want to be Australians. And I don't think they want to be Australians just to sit on the state. And if they do, then they can stay in the camp and wait. Mm. But if they actually want to contribute to society... Yeah. Then they'll have a vested interest in the society that they're about to enter anyway. I build that railroad. I guess. It's my country now. Yeah, it's a good point. I like. I just don't. I can't see. I'm yeah, I can't see the flaw in it either. Other than the obvious, like human rights abuse. I think. I think, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think selling it would be would be a difficult thing. You have to you have to explain all the points before someone's going to go. That's horrible. And I think someone's going to go. That's horrible before you explain all your points. Yeah, you do know. Everything. You do know the way that people. The way that people absorb absorb information, information as an entertainer on the as radio a, as a just. Yeah, people are all about sound bites, and what they hear is indentured servitude, slaves. <laughs> they don't hear. They don't hear. You know uh, what you'd, you'd have to. But sell the indentured is, servitude uh, slave bit will get progress. up the hackles of yeah. left-leaning people, mm, right? Yeah. But left-leaning people, in my experience, and maybe I'm wrong, are more likely to be capable of absorbing. A complex argument. It seems, I think, from the That's rest of the world... That's a really bigoted thing. But yeah. it's true. I mean, studies that have done it, yeah. that are like, the more conservative you are, the more likely you are to be stupid. For the rest of the world, too, I think it would seem that we're taking advantage 
of war-torn country yeah, absolutely. exodus for our gain in, yeah. It, it is true that most great countries started with slaves. Like, and, and, like it no would one, definitely be taking advantage no of one, It's morally incredibly great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. This is an incredibly awful idea. But I just want you to find the actual flaw. And when I say the actual flaw, I mean, how is it worse than what we have now? I think you're just comparing horrible to horrible. And that's the thing. When you compare horrible to horrible, one's less horrible, but they're both still horrible. Yeah, but yeah. if if <laughs> not horrible is not an option. But is it? I think we're not... Get, I don't think we haven't gave up... We haven't given up on trying to find a not horrible And while solution. we haven't given up on trying to find the ultimate solution We're where everybody's the happy, there are people stuck in these mm. camps with nothing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. It's a sad and depressing rant for today. So that was Tea with Alice number eight. I have some gigs coming up this Sunday, the 23rd of February. I'm doing my trial show, Everyone's a Winner, at the Imperial Hotel in Erskineville at 6pm. Tickets are $10 and they're available on my website, alicecomedyfraser.com. I'm also emceeing the Cafe Lounge in Darlinghurst on Monday, um, and that's at 7.30pm. If you don't have time on Sunday or you're religious, although imagine if you're religious, many of the other things I've said on this podcast would have made you very angry indeed. Thank you so much for listening again. I'm Alice and see you next week.